Father, we just bless your holy name. And there's nothing more that we can say that will just cause you to rise up off your throne than what's been done, executed, and presented already, Father. So I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your precious Holy Spirit that lead and guides us even when we don't know what we should be doing. But God, we serve such an awesome God and he will not let us be in darkness. He will not have us to be ignorant even of the devices of Satan. He will reveal all this to us so that we can walk the path that he set before us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. And now, Lord, I ask you to continue to show me the things you want me to see. So when I speak, Master, it will be only those things you want me to say. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. 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 And bless the Lord. And the title of the message is, Who the Son Set Free is Free Indeed. So um, we'll go to John 8, 31 to 36 and read. John 8 verses 31 to 36 reads as then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him you notice the word on and not in Mm -hmm. if you continue in my word then are ye my disciples indeed see it's a difference of believing on God and believing in God because those who believe in God continues in his word and as you continue in his word you grow deeper into understanding and loving him and you should know the truth and the truth shall make you free because the truth comes from his word they answered him we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man how sayest thou ye shall be made free. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin or a slave to sin. So even though you wasn't under the same bondage of your forefathers in Egypt because you were led out, don't mean you're free because you're serving the God of Egypt. He says, so whosoever committed sin is the slave of sin. And the slave abided not in the house forever, but the son abided forever. Because those who are free by Jesus become sons of God. Amen. Amen. And if the son therefore should make you free, you shall be free indeed. Amen. Amen. This is what I believe the Lord wants us to know during this this season. Because you can't become free if you do not know, like those Jews did, that you are bound. And if you do not know what is binding you, even though freedom is knocking at your door. Let's go over to Revelations 3.20. This is Jesus speaking Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and be with him and he with me. You see, Jesus is at the door knocking. And I'm talking about the door of the church. I'm not talking about the world. Waiting for us to open the door to let him in. Amen. And, 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 and because we don't even realize that we're bound, 
we're not opening up the door. See, it is just like it was in Israel. They wanted a Messiah to come to deliver them. But who Jesus is wasn't what they thought they needed. Because he didn't come looking like uh, the expected warrior dressed, you know, in armor, uh, armory, uh, army geared and, and, and with weapons like he's ready to do diligence on, on their behalf. Instead, he showed up as a lamb in flesh and blood, a blood that was pure, which would cleanse you every time from your sin. And his weapon was spiritual. But that's why they didn't recognize him. Well, that's the same it is today. We don't recognize the power of God and what God is doing because he's coming in a spiritual form and we're flowing in the natural and in carnality. And so they didn't recognize that their savior, the Messiah, came as a lamb, had on the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. His feet was shod with the gospel of peace. He had the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. He was fully clothed in all the armor that they needed in order to be free. And, and, and they couldn't accept him as their redeeming Messiah and, and their Jehovah because they did not know that more than protection, they needed to be free from slavery, poverty, socialism, genocizing, and religion. And the battle to save them could not be carnal. It must be of something higher, which would be lasting and get the job done once and for all. There would never be a need again for a deliverer. For when you are free in Jesus, you are free indeed. See, God knew the battle isn't about flesh and blood, but it is a, it is a spiritual battle. And his power, rulership, and authority is the only force that can take down the four principalities that come against this world. And we've gone through that so you all know what those principalities are and the powers and the rulers of darkness of this world, of this age, and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen? It is the same problem of our world age today. God has sent prophets with his message of victory and peace. And we have not understood it because we are still looking for a feel-good message that will tickle our ears. However, if you read the Bible, you will hear the prophecy of, if thou do thus and so, thou shalt be thus and so. In other words, when you accept and follow my principles, says the Lord, you shall reap the benefits, the promises, the victory, and the joy. But like Frank Sinatra, we want it our way. And now that we have it our way, we are reaping the consequences. Because we too want a Messiah on a white horse to come and save us. Well, we need to recognize that our views and thoughts are worldly and need to be changed into kingdom views and thoughts, put into subjection of God's word. Our decisions and actions should line up with God's moral commands and not with the majority, because remember, we're supposed to be the remnant. The word for the body of Christ for 2021 is revival. I know you want to look for a feel-good word, okay? The word is revival, okay? Yeah. <laughs> But who and what is revive? 
It isn't about evangelism, although it is accepted and it's part of it. It is all about those who are called by his name and declares that Jesus is their Lord, who are ready to take a stand for the Lord, oh God, that they profess. That's what revival is for. That's who revival is for. And that they are not ashamed of who they serve and will declare it. Come out from hiding, ready to make sacrifices for what they say they believe. To have a real testimony of how they were delivered from the fiery furnace, snake bites, the raging ocean while in the boat, the swallowing up by a well, the destroying uh, of a giant with no real physical weapons, and the multitude that came up against the remnant. That's the testimony that we need to be having. Not about how you got a car, or how you got a job, and all of that kind of stuff. God is looking for some real saints who are going to have a testimony to talk about that would draw those who are lost in darkness and bring them into the light of the kingdom of God. Revival is for believers to humble themselves by praying, trusting, and worshiping their Lord, seeking God's face in prayer, praise, and sometimes fasting. A turn from our wicked ways. Repent is more than confessing. That's confessing is confession. But repent is confessing with our mouths, with our lips, but our heart transformation, where you're going to turn from to. Amen. Which will turn us from darkness, sin, fear, and terror to righteousness and become doers of the word and not just hearers only. Amen. Amen. The church is about teaching and hearing a good news gospel that will transform your thoughts and actions into righteous ways. You will hear correction to error, expecting for you to change your ways to act like a new creation of Christ. When you hear correction to the errors of your ways, that is what the purpose of the, and the intent of. How dare you, Clay, be offended and retreat when you're being molded and if you can't hear, and if you're not willing to stand to hear, then you wasn't with us in the first place. Your response as a believing believer who wants to be right should be, yes, Lord, I receive it, and not anger and offense. You may escape a church location, but you will not forfeit the consequences of your ways and definitely not judgment when Jesus returned for the saints and the judgment for unbelievers. Amen. Oh, okay, I know this ain't one of them messages like, <laughs> you, you know, you'll feel that when you hearken. Prophecy is not to come to make you feel, oh, hallelujah. Prophecy is to come to correct, change, so when you do it, then you'll say, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Amen. We got it all messed up. God was trying to turn us around. Christianity isn't a religion, but it's a faith in Jesus Christ. Religion is an unclean spirit. Amen. 
Did you know that? Yes. Well, you, you won't be all harked up about your religion. It's an unclean spirit. Yes. Christianity is a faith. Believing in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And we have the responsibility of going to a church that will cause growth and faith and character in Christ. Amen. Christianity isn't a society for grouping. Having your flesh and emotions tickled and always looking for what God can do for you. Right. What have you done for him lately? As believers, we have a responsibility to be servants of God towards others. Loving unconditionally and serving even when it means putting you at a convenience. Amen. As a servant of the Lord, we should be about serving. Not always looking to receive. See, that's, that's the issue. We have set poor examples for the young people to follow. And, and we have no encouragement and power for unbelievers to want to come in. Why should they come out of the world and be under restrictions to live in the world? Why should they come out of the world to live under restrictions in the world they come out and in no separation if I'm going to come out I want to come into some power that's going to make my life look different act different feel different and it's going to give me some hope that I didn't have out there because when out there I had to work it but when I come in here I realize I don't have to work it all I need to do is yield just yield and focus on what he's called me to do in here. You know, it, 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 it baffles me. And, and I usually say I'm passionate. I'm passionate, but I'm a little angry too. How can you come in a place that has uplifted you, helped you, saved you, made some provisions for you, caused you to grow when you wasn't growing, and then get offended and depart? And go back to where you were when there was no growth going on. We need to grow up spiritually. And I make no apologies this morning. Because Jesus didn't come to play church. Jesus wasn't born to die for us to have church as usual. He came here to liberate us. To set us free. So that we can spiritually know who we are and serve the God of our salvation, the God of our life. Not to have a, a, a good temporarily time here on earth and getting some of the stuff that you want. Let me tell you, for that, we didn't need a savior. We didn't need a savior to come into the world. For that, that's always been in existence. What's wrong with us? We have a savior that's going to transform us, translate us, take us out of hell and put us into kingdom living. Transform our views of thinking, our worldly behavior and put us into a kingdom mindset that causes us to rise, to rise to the occasion, to every occasion. You can't fight 
principalities and high places with a worldly view and a mind that's down here in the gutter along with your body. You got to come up. Come up. Come up. If you're going to fight the battle, don't talk to me about fighting and interceding when you are down here with the rest of the world. Come up. Come up. You want your children to rise up and, and do the right thing? You rise up. You come up. Expecting more out of other people than you're willing to expect out of yourself. Oh, I thought she was spiritual. Oh, I thought she was that. I thought she was that. Don't matter what you think. What do God think? And what is he thinking about you? Forgive us, Father, for we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Let me tell you, you can sit back on your laws and take these things lightly, but you'd mess around here and let the government close up the churches. They're never going to open again. Do you realize that? You can sit back, well, we just, until this time is over with. What time? This is not God's timing. He will never shut the door on the place that he set up to be a dwelling place for him, for us to enter in and get our needs met. No, he's not going to do that. Let me tell you, oh, help us, Lord. We serve a God that's above COVID. He is a healer. Come into the place. We're here to well and be healed and be made free in the name of Jesus. Sit around listening to my, well, we got to obey the government. No, we don't. They have abused our constitutional rights. We don't have to obey that. You're going to obey and then you're going to close down all of the churches. And what you're going to do, and let me tell you something else. For those who have not been coming together, fellowshipping with the saints, it's been a decline. It's been a decline. Not only in their health, in their emotional well-being, and definitely in their spiritual growth. It's been a decline. So who do you think is responsible for that? Who do you think is, uh, is, is, is behind all of that? Satan is a spirit of antichrist. Don't you realize that? While you sitting at home talking about being safe, safe from what? It's airborne. And it gets through the mask. It's airborne. So if you're going to be safe, then you need to bury yourself up under the ground so you don't have no exposure to nothing. Glory, come out from among them, saith the Lord. Come out from among them, saith the Lord. Trust me, I am the spirit of truth. I am life, says the Lord. Sitting around here obeying people who don't even know who they are. Glory, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. They will close the churches, all of them, down forever. And technology can't do it for you. It cannot do it for you. I'm, I'm, t I'm telling you, see, I watch too Christian TV.
TV, listen to Christian radio. But you know where I get my charge and my strength? In fellowship. I, 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 I enjoy that, but I don't get my strength till I come into fellowship. And I may hear the same word again, but it does something different that time. Because why? Because that's how God created us. God created human beings to have relationship, to be together in relationship. This is why marriages don't do well when you just reside in the same house, but you don't have no fellowship. And, 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 and you're disagreeable over every little thing because you're not in fellowship. You're just residing in the same building, going through the motions of life. But fellowship is that we come together. Let me tell you. In a relationship, you can be home doing nothing and just have a little conversation, watch your TV together, make comments about the TV, and you have greater peace than you do Amen. anything else. You can be home with those same folks they in one area, you in another, and you don't communicate. And you're, you're more lonely than you could ever be if you lived alone in the first place. Because God created us to be in fellowship. He wanted us to be in fellowship with him and with each other. And when you dismantle that or disbarred that, we're lost. We're lost. And then you're easily subjected to flow with the spirit of the Antichrist that wants to tell you to do thus and so. Because the spirit of Christ is not present. And if he's not present, there's no truth, there's no light, and there's no life. Do not be deceived. For God isn't easily mocked. And we do not want to follow the rules that's going to shut our livelihood down. Our livelihood comes from the Lord. He opens doors that Satan closes. He opens doors that no man can close. And let me tell you, there have been many doors closed for people in this world. If your door haven't been closed, you need to, that's why you should be praising and yelling. Nobody should have to cheerleader you in. We should come in here hollering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know it's been a hundred thousand restaurants have closed down because of this? People's livelihood? Yeah. But you still going on? You should come in here jumping and carrying on like you lost your mind. I'm not doing a call for salvation. I'm doing a call for restoration. For those of you who say you're called by his name, at the sound of my voice, but you know you have not lived up to the standard that God has called you to, and that is one having faith. I'm calling you to come back to your Lord. Those of you who allow natural things to dictate and override the things that you have learned in the spirit, I'm calling you, come back to your savior. Those of you who have left out of anger and fear and offense, wasn't woman enough or man enough to face it and get it right and understand what's going on, but only went with an assumption. I'm calling you 
to come back to your Savior because Jesus is blessed is he who's not offended in me. He's talking about you are in me and you're acting like this. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm calling so-called believers and saints. I got a call out for you. Come back to your first love. Read your Bible. Pray. Seek his face and humble your way so he can draw you nearer and nearer and nearer to him. For it's we, O Lord, who stand in the need of prayer. Amen. And this is something that you do one-on-one with Christ. You know your situation. You know your failures. You know everything. And only you can pray the perfect prayer to reunite with your Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For the sake of Zoom, I'm going to do the benediction, and then we will have the questions and answers. Thank you, Father. For this cause, this is your benediction. I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named, that he will grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in your inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God and we look for it Lord to now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask and that I'm asking for you or could think according to the faith that's the power that worketh in us in Jesus name may traveling mercies go with you and God I thank you for the ministering angels you have assigned to every one of us to keep us on the course of life that will lead us towards the destiny you set for our lives and that they will keep us lifted in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone in Jesus name amen